Hello, 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 and welcome back to Give Me More Reality. It's me, Kylie, and we are back, everybody. So I did take a kind of a week off last week. Um, just a little bit of self-care, everybody. <laughs> um, I was just doing a lot. Doing a lot. So I just needed to just like take a week to just like refresh, recharge, and then get back into it. So just trying to have like a normal job on top of a on top of a life, on top of trying to start this podcast, um, you know, and being a mom just all became a lot. <laughs> so I needed to just take a little bit of time. So I just took the week off last week. Um, I actually earlier in the week actually recorded an episode for Beverly Hills. Um, but I just I did not post it um, because it was going to be an episode behind. So I don't know, maybe one day I'll release it, but yeah, <laughs> so that did not get posted. Um, but yeah, but we're back this week. Um, so this week I'm just going, or this episode, I should say, um, I am just going to kind of review um, this week's episodes of Real Housewives of Potomac and Salt Lake City. Um, I may touch on, I, I did, of course, you guys, of course, I watched the episodes from the week before. Of course I did. And I did take notes, just never got to the podcast. <laughs> so I may touch on a couple of things, um, that I maybe recall from previous episodes, but for the most part, I'm just going to stick to what we saw this week. Now with Real Housewives Beverly Hills, with that one, I'm going to be very honest, like not a whole lot has like happened in the last two episodes for real, for real. I just want to get to the fucking reunion. You know, I think we all just want to get some answers. We want to see this fucking four part reunion. So I will be on top of that. As much as I was going to try to do two episodes in a week, I just don't know how feasible that is. Um, so what I will, what I'm going to do is just know that there will be a main episode each week. If I happen to get to another episode to talk about another show, then I will 100% do so. Um, so don't worry about that. But for the most part, I'm going to be kind of sticking with Real Housewives of Potomac right now and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um and of course, you know, I want to discuss Summer House because I think that that season is going to be really good. So it might be just like tacked on to the one episode. I don't know. But if you follow the IG page, if you subscribe, you will know when I drop some new episodes. Um, so until I can just kind of really hunker down in like a good schedule, just, uh, just life and work right now are just a little bit crazy. And so it's just, is making it a little bit harder for me to really cut, like really get into a good schedule of trying to get out at least two episodes a week. So I'm going to go back to just committing to just the one, not stress myself out. <laughs> and, um, we'll just stick with that, but back to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, yeah, I don't think a whole lot is like really like going on like, yes, like Erica apologized to Sutton, even though she didn't really mean the apology. Sutton took the apology, yet she didn't really think that Erica was being genuine. You know, Kathy's a fucking treasure. She needs to be protected at all costs. I'm loving Crystal, you guys. I love her to bits. I like, uh, I think I may have said this on a previous um, episode, or maybe it was just the episode that I recorded and did not release. But regardless, Crystal is like the Cynthia Bailey of of her franchise you know what I mean? like she doesn't have to do a whole lot but she's intriguing you want to know more she's sweet i like her when she does have something to say like a little she wants to get into the drama it's facts she ain't gonna back down you ain't gonna step on her you ain't gonna try to punk her so i i like her i like her a lot um i don't like kyle getting into the shit I don't like Kyle trying to start drama. I need Kyle just to be fun, Kyle. I don't like the Kyle that we've had this season. It's not the Kyle that I know and I love. And I know that she feels like she has to step in and have somebody has to start the drama, but it doesn't have to be Kyle. Let Dorit do that. Just let Dorit, little Dorito. I feel like I need to come up with like a better name than that, but I don't know. Little D. <laughs> we'll just call it Little D. Um... <laughs> 
But um, yeah, let Dorit just take on that, that, uh, you know, that flame and Kyle, just be fun. Everybody loves you for you being you and like trying to resolve things, not like fun, loving Kyle that like, you know, doing splits and shit, not when you are trying to bring up stuff to create drama. I do not like it. I do not like it at all. And also, why is Erica and Garcelle just, like, trying so, so hard to be friends? Like, listen, you guys don't have to be, okay? Just put up with each other. Just put up with each other. The fact that Garcelle asked Lisa to contact Denise Richards to, like, apologize. Uh, out of your, out of line. I'm not saying Denise 100%, I think, deserves an apology. But it's not up to you to tell her to apologize. That's between Denise and Lisa. You know, you're just, uh, why are we still talking about her in the, at the end still of this season? The whole season. That's what their fight has been about. It was about Denise. And Denise isn't even on the goddamn season. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know. I really was loving PK and, uh, and uh, Erica at the, in this last episode, though. I was, I was, like, just thinking, like, why doesn't, like, PK, like, offer your services to be her, like, PR person or something? Help her out. She needs somebody management i don't know get pk on there i think he would be good make sure you know he doesn't get involved in these sort of financials but give that man a paycheck i think he could help you out erica i really do <laughs> oh goodness um yeah i think that's about it this fucking reunion though is going to be i mean just based off of that four-part reunion um the preview i mean chills Chills, chills, chills. I watched it over and over and over again, you guys. And every time I, I got chills. It's going to be good. It's going to be so good. I cannot wait. I'm just like wondering, like, how are we going to divvy like this up exactly? Like, is the Erica stuff probably won't start until like the middle of like the second episode. And then it'll go into a lot of it will be then like the third. And then, you know, we'll leave off on something in the fourth but i swear to god if they leave it until the last two episodes of the reunion i think i might lose it like you guys got to give us something we've been waiting all fucking season all season mr cohen so give us those goods so all right that's all i really have to say about beverly hills at least that's coming to my mind right now so i'm gonna go ahead and get right into um potomac you guys so this episode, oh God, these titles crack me up. The episode was called Tossing Salad and Spilling Tea Bags. <laughs> I don't know who's coming up with these titles, but wow, wow, we was. They are putting in the work. Um, we basically start this episode off where we're still dealing with the Candace and Mia argument, the solid, the, the salad tossing situation. And... Listen, I, I don't think that Candace is in the right about her continuing to try to speak badly about her mom when everybody is like, hey, stop saying that. Like she has had like a really like hard, like a hard past with her mom. That's really hurtful to her. But Candace just keeps on fucking just that dagger just keeps going and she just keeps twisting it and twisting and twisting it. She really likes to like fucking just go for the jugular. Now. I don't think, like, Mia, like, when the last episode, like, her, like, walking out of the room and they started getting into that argument and was just like, I'm going to talk to, like, my fancy friends, my rich friends, they get me. It's like, listen, you said that in front of Wendy and everybody else, and you don't think anybody's going to take fucking offense to that? Okay? You weren't just talking to Candace. So she puts herself in a situation when she does that shit. And I can't with, like, Candace, like, after she, like, was the one that kept the the argument kind of, like, per, like going. I mean, she was just talking to Ashley about it. And, of course, because I think that, that probably pissed Candace off because she's talking to Ashley about it, somebody that she doesn't like. Then she was like, oh, I'm going to really show out. And show out she did. But then after they get into that argument, then Candace, like, starts crying and stuff. And I'm like, how are you now trying to be the victim of this situation? Was it right for me to call your shit low budget? No. Does it deserve this reaction? No. No, it doesn't. So if anything, like your reaction is what Mia's reaction should be to you calling her mom low budget. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying, knowing that her mom has like so many, um, you know, that she has issues like with her mom and her mom has like issues with like addiction and yada, yada, yada. Like, it's just not good. It's not good. And then at one point, Candace said that Mia's over here breaking stuff. 
And it's like, but you're over here throwing fucking, you know, trinkets that are on on the table and stuff. She doesn't hold herself to, she, she has no accountability. No accountability, ever. And I do love it at some points where she's just like being hurt, which is great. But at other times, it's just like, you got to just like take some responsibility here. Something, somewhere, please. Help me help you, you know? And I mean, I did like realize too, I think like, I mean, as much as like the crying was like annoying to me, I think that Candace is like an angry crier. Like meaning that when she gets like really upset, she doesn't know what else to do. And when her reaction doesn't help the situation, which generally when you react like that, it's not going to help the situation, then she starts to cry. (laughs) Because she doesn't know what else to do. She has no other, she has no way of dealing with like her feelings of frustration. So it's either full-blown, like, defensive mode or victim. And it's like there is an in-between. You could be understanding. Talk it out. Talk out what you're feeling to that person. But again, if they did all of that, guys, would we have a show? Would we even be entertained? Would we be entertained with that? We would not be. I know I would not be. I don't want to hear you all talk it out. But, of course, I'm going to talk about how you should talk it out. Because... I'm watching the show to judge the situation and be entertained. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. But like, come on, don't be talking about people's moms. I mean, listen, if somebody was talking about my mom, I would jump across 100%. But I mean, honestly, though, like, thank God Candace has her husband, though. He seems to like really like try to like balance her out. Like, tries to get her to, like, be calm, see the other side. And, like, thank God he does instead of, like, hyping her up in that moment. You know? Because, like, that would be insane. What a crazy whirlwind. So, thank God. Thank God Chris is there to just, like, try to diffuse her. She is, like, a little bomb. That is for sure. (laughs) Oh, goodness, you guys. And then G is wasted. Ooh, he's so wasted. I don't know what was going on with him last week. I mean, besides, I mean, all the liquor that he had in his system. But (laughs) I think he randomly called that G-Wagon spot to get her that car, like, real quick. Like, I think just to, like, show out, like, while he was drunk. Like, I don't think that was anything that was, like, planned or I don't know. (laughs) So crazy. So crazy. Oh, my goodness. And I love how he's, like, not, like, faltered by, like, Candace calling him me as um, pimp. And he's just like, whatever. (laughs) Like, he just has no, no, uh, no idea. But, I mean, but the thing that I, like, love is that G is, like, wasted. But she's just, let, like, me is just letting G just be G. <laughs> she's just, like, go ahead with your drunk self. Like, have a good time. Like, while all this stuff is, like, going on or whatever, like, she's not, like, support me. Like, she, she can hang for herself, you know? And, and and probably it has long before G. So, you know, um, but yeah, I love that. She's just like, G's fine. G's fine. Like this is G. <laughs> this is drunk G. <laughs> oh my Lord. And then, um, and then, um, cause this was when, oh yeah. G did like that weird tongue thing to like Karen. I don't know what, or not like to Karen, but they were talking, him and Neil were talking with Ashley and Karen and he did like something weird with his tongue. And I don't even remember what the conversation was, but oh Lord, I was like, he is out, get him to bed. Like he just needs to snooze this off. Like you guys still have a dinner to go to. Oh man. But then we cut to the kitchen and Ashley is, um, goes in there and Chris is sweeping up the lettuce, basically cleaning up the mess that, you know, Mia and Candace had created. And I mean, just like such a good husband to like do that. Number one. And I'll be like, listen, go clean up your mess. And then he like nicely is like talking with like Ashley having like a cordial conversation or whatever. Like, even though he's like, is not keen on like her husband, but like, that's like, he's a good guy. Like still like just trying to talk to her and like, listen, like, I know that like, you know, me and your husband aren't on good terms, but like, I like you, yada, yada, yada. And that's when um, Ashley said, well, your wife has called me, you know, your wife has called me wide. And Chris's response cracked me up so fucking much. He said, yeah, she uses a lot of adjectives. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. Because like, he knows like that's his fucking like, well, that's his wife. Like she will go for the jugular and he knows there's no sense in him. Like trying to apologize for her actions. Like she needs to be the one to fucking apologize. So he's just like, yeah, she uses a lot of adjectives. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I don't even know where they were, but I just wrote down Karen finding out what solid toss, the solid, blah, blah, blah. Karen finding out what salad tossing is. And uh, gosh, what a treat or not even salad tossing, but tossing salad is, I think is the better, is the right way to say it. You're tossing someone's salad. Yeah. I, <laughs> that makes more sense. Oh my goodness. And I mean, listen, I mean, I under kind of understand like where that has like, why that is the saying for that action. Um, but like, why did it become that saying for, for that action? You know, like, I don't know. I'm just curious. <laughs> like who was like, who got like their butthole licked and was like, it was like, you're tossing my salad. It's like, but like, you're, you're not tossing a salad with your tongue. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. You guys, I think maybe I'm going too down. Maybe I'm going, <laughs> maybe I'm going somewhere I don't want to go. Um, anyways, Karen finding out about what that meant was amazing. Um, G is passed out in Mia's bed while she was talking to the kids. And, uh, I think it was in Mia's confessional. She was just talking about how like, look, we've only been here for like, for just like a few hours and, and, and nobody knows how to act, but she did include herself in that situation, which I was like, okay, that, see, see Candace, that's called accountability. She's also saying that she doesn't know how to act and she needs to just like be better in the situation. But, um, but then Karen and not Karen, Jesus Christ, Robin and Giselle show up to the trip, which I was shocked. I did not think that they were coming. And, I'm, it made me wonder, like, did they make them come on the trip, like, um, like production, like make them come on the trip? If you don't come on the trip, you're not getting paid. You know, like, I wonder if that maybe, if that happened. I think it probably did. Because if they'd had a choice, I don't think they would have came. And then, I don't even know. I think, <laughs> oh yeah, Chris was trying to help, well, help Giselle with her bags up to their room. And... And that's when Giselle realizes, like, they don't have, like, a bathroom or anything. And she's like, well, where's this? And where's that? And Chris is like, listen, I just showed up to drink. <laughs> like, Chris is a star in his own right. Like, I really do like him. I really do. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, yeah. And then when um, Wendy comes into the room to, like, greet, the, the, to greet kind of um, Robin and Giselle, um, you know, Wendy's all like smiling and stuff. And Giselle's like, oh, I haven't seen that in a while. She's smiling. And it's like, why do you want to poke the bear though? Like why, like, why, like, cause Giselle can't help herself. Giselle just can't help herself. I mean, listen, if I was like, maybe like pissed off at somebody, I probably would be petty like that also. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> not great but it, it does happen <laughs> but also like I understand like they want like their own bathroom or whatever like that's totally fine like I get that but why not just use Ashley's bathroom or another one that's like close by or all the bathrooms in the rooms that can't be you know like how like like those big houses like it's always like seven bedrooms 15 bathrooms so I'm like where are all the bathrooms you guys like there has to be a bathroom that you guys can use there has to be or unless maybe they just like don't want to share. Maybe there is another bathroom, but they're having to share with multiple people. It just was not clear exactly what the whole bathroom situation, what was going on. So I'm pretty sure that they are going to end up getting a hotel. I think that's what kind of happens towards the end of the episode. But and and then um, so then we cut to everybody, you know, going to dinner. So everybody's getting into the car. And I mean, I'm surprised that G is even coming to dinner. To be very honest, like that guy, he should have just slept that off. Like he got super drunk, super fast. Like it's okay. Just kick it at home. You're good. You're golden. You know, like it's all good. It's all right. Take a snooze. <laughs> Take a snooze. My guy, like you did the most. You gave us, you did the most. You gave us a lot of entertainment. You have to be exhausted. Treat yourself. Take a nap. Get some Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. But then in the back of the bus, I don't even know how this conversation even came up. I think because they were talking about how Karen had just figured out or found out what tossing salad was, that then they start talking about teabagging. And um, and Giselle is like, well, what is on um, a man's body that looks like a teabag? And Karen's like, the balls. She's like, you get it? <laughs> Karen is so freaked out, which I was like, no, I was like, listen, I feel like her reaction, like she's like trying to like do the most. And I, I, I bet Karen is a fucking freak. I believe it. I don't believe that she's shocked by these terms by tossing salad and fucking, um, teabagging and shit. Like Karen knows exactly what it is. Like, come on. She may not have known like the term, but please believe I think Karen is doing it. Oh my goodness. And everybody on that bus too is like so drunk. Like they are all just like, they are all on like another level. Everybody's in a, it, everybody's in a different level of buzzed or drunk. We're on a buzzed to drunk level and they are feeling themselves like, like Giselle and Robin should took a couple shots just to catch up with everybody to catch up with everybody and just like relax a little bit. Like everybody's kind of having like a good time. They're having a crazy tossing salad situation where they're just literally throwing salad at each other. Um, just to be clear. Um, <laughs> so just like relax, just relax, enjoy. Um, and then, so we're at dinner and like Robin is like on her phone, just like looking up hotels where they can like stay at. Like <laughs> she is on top of it. And she's just like, she's like, I'm on my period. Like, I just need to be alone. I don't even know why I even came here. And I think it like comes down to like, they are pissed that they were required to come to this trip. I think that is more of what it is than a bathroom. I really do. I don't know. I don't know, but that's what I'm feeling in my bones. And so while they're eating dinner, they have like, um, so they have like, they're sitting at like this big table. So kind of like behind them, they have, um, a group of guys and then, um, uh, or I guess like from like Candace's vantage point there, and there's a group of guys that are in front of them, they're sitting at a table. And then behind her, there's a group of ladies sitting at a table. Well, First off, Ashley is like, hey, like, what do you think about this guy? Like, I don't think I see, like, a wedding ring. Like, he looks cute. Like, could be single. Like, and um, and then, you know, that, you know, Giselle says, like, that's not really my type or whatever. And she's like, okay, okay, just checking. And, I mean, I appreciate Ashley being on top of it. Like, just trying to, like, hook Giselle up with somebody. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love her. Um, and then those guys send the whole group, our group, a whole, they send them shots. Well, then come to find out the girls that are behind them are the wives of the guys in front of them. And they're all like, I'm sorry, where are our shots? Like, what is going on? <laughs> it was a bit shocking. And so I don't really know what those gentlemen were really wanting from getting like from that shot. I don't think they were like hitting on the ladies in a sense, because it was like the husbands were there too. I think that they were trying to get on the show. <laughs> and so were those wives <laughs> oh my goodness too funny and then Karen for whatever reason goes over and starts talking to the women or goes and starts talking to the men because she's like why are y'all sending shots over to us you should be sending shots to your wives to your wives don't be sending shots to us like and of course you know she throws out I'm about to be married for 25 years like I'm just trying to give you guys some tips like <laughs> like Karen take a seat take a seat <laughs> oh my goodness but she just can't help herself she can't help herself and then I don't even remember you guys how the conversation started between Ashley and Candace but things went from fucking zero to a thousand in a matter of moments in a matter of moments but also, I'm just like, Ashley, like, why do you have to, like, bring this up at this dinner? Because I'm pretty sure it was Ashley that may have, like, I think she brought up something to, like, Chris or um, or to Candace. I can't remember what, what, it, what it was, you guys. But I do remember that Ashley was the one that kind of started that conversation. And I'm just like, why? But also, thank you. But also, why? <laughs> 
thank you, but also why? Um, and then she like revealed, and, I, and maybe she said this before, and I just have not caught on to it, but I did not realize that, um, that Ashley like is saying that Candace called Michael like a slave driver. But it looks like, I mean, she called him, it looks like the tweet that they showed on the show was like he said, overseer, which sounds more controlling. Slave driver has a very different connotation to it because then like Ashley said, are you calling me a slave? But I feel like overseer and slave jumper or slave driver are two completely different kind of have different connotations to them. Overseer sounds controlling, which I believe Michael 100% is, and I think all of us do. But slave driver is a bit different because then you're calling her a slave. And that is um, some not so great territory that I know that it's like, Candace, be careful. So, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, things just keep getting, like, more and more escalated. And then Chris tries to remove Candace from the situation. And it's like, listen, I understand his eagerness to try to remove her from the situation. But I don't know if it is helpful in the long run of, like, their relationship. I mean, definitely, it's not like, I mean, he definitely, once he realized, like, okay, she's not going to fucking come. Like, I need to walk away because, like, this is too much. And, you know, so... Yeah, just is, I don't know, it feels just like a little, a little icky. I mean, I, like I said, I understand like Chris, like wanting to like remove her from the situation, but I don't know if it's helping. I don't. Um, at one point, cause Candace was talking shit about Michael and she was like saying, turn your find a friend on and find your man. <laughs> Turn your finder friend on. Turn your finder friend on and find your man. So, so good. And then somehow, can't, I think, I don't even know what Mia said. I don't even think I was able to, like, even hear it. But Mia had said something. And, and fucking Candace, like, said to her, like, don't embarrass your benefactor. And I'm just like, come on, Candace. Like, the man is sitting right there. Like, <laughs> she doesn't care. She doesn't care. <laughs> I can't like her one-liners like they do crack me up they really do like she is good at it she really is but she just like takes it too far though she takes it too far where it's like listen like no wonder Monique tried to drag you last season like I'm sorry but yes like and I was on Monique's side 100% like put your finger on my face and try to tell me what you're gonna do about it oh I'm about to show you what I'm about to do about it like that takes me to another fucking level. Another level. Oh, good. What's crazy, though, is that she points her finger at Mia and says something to the effect of, I think, like, like I've been through this before. Or I've been, I went through this last year. Like, just like something like that. And I don't know what else. I feel like she said something else with that. But it's just like, why are you calling to the fact that, like, you put your finger in somebody else's face and then what happened to that person? They're no longer on the show. So stop putting your finger in people's faces. You're trying to get people, you're trying to take people to another level when you can't even control your own mouth, but then you're expecting other people to control like also like their emotions of anger that because you are literally tempting them to beat your ass. Like, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say like beat your ass, but like <laughs> you're tempting people to want to like put hands on you which isn't good. So I'm just saying just as much as like people have to like control like their tempers in that sense, you also need to control your mouth in that sense. <sighs> but that was pretty much like the end of that episode. I don't remember how that exactly ended, but super sad that the season is almost over. You guys, it's already almost over. Oh, so sad. So sad. And I don't know if, I mean, I know that OC is going to be starting soon. And I just don't know if I, I didn't watch it at all last season. Just none of those people I'm like into. I do like Shannon Bedore, but I would love it if like, I mean, and maybe this may not be a popular opinion, but I would love it if Tamara Judd came back. I would love it if Gretchen, um, what's her name? Gretchen De Rossi or whatever the fuck her name is. And Slade Smiley came back. Okay. We need those types of characters. Happy to have Heather back. Great, 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 great. 
Um, but I just don't know if, I don't know where the season is going to go. I need to see a preview. That's all I can say. I feel like it's going to be, I feel like OC season is going to be dis- as disappointing as the New York season, which makes me sad. Cause that was my, that is what got, I mean, I, I mean, for many of us that have been watching these shows as long as we have, OC was our, was that was our jumping point. It was the beginning. That was the first franchise. So for that to be slowly dying out, it is a little scary for the rest of our franchises, I feel like. I don't know, but maybe we'll have more kind of like shows in the sense of like kind of uh, real worldy, like we do with like um, Summer House and now Winter House and Vanderpump. You know, I don't know. We'll get into like the more like kind of younger, I guess, like see what these younger kids are doing. I don't know. But I love the housewives, though. I love them. They're just so petty and like ridiculous and just, just, I mean, some are hilarious and just really just beating to their own drum. I don't know. They're good. I just love it. I just love it. Okay, guys, I'm going to go ahead and let's get right into Salt Lake City. So this episode was called Gin and Barrett. Again, these guys with these titles, I mean, they are really doing the Lord's work. I mean, Jen and Barrett isn't like really like, it's not like something super like, wow, how did you guys come up with that? But, (laughs) but still though, great job. So I'm just going to quickly get into just the last episode, just the last little bit of it when they were at casino night. I don't like Lisa, you guys can't stand her, can't stand her one fucking little bit. Not even, not even a skosh. Not even a skosh. I like Angie. I mean, she is straight up a Sarah Paulson um, fucking doppelganger. It is wild. Wild. Has anybody, like, found out, like, is she from, like, is 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 actual Sarah Paulson, is she from Utah? Is there a chance of that? Is there a chance of that, that she's some sort of long-lost cousin? Because, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if she was born in Utah. Just curious. Just curious if anybody looked that up. But... I 100% believe that Lisa, as soon as she found out that even though she was telling Angie in the beginning, like, it's fine, it's fine if you're friends with Whitney, but then continues, then it looks like from what I've seen online in the receipts, it looks like she then messaged Andy or Andy, Angie and says, do not claim her. So even on the show, she also says it again in private. And when Angie doesn't abide by what Lisa wants her to do, then weirdly enough, somehow the caterers that she had planned said that they have an obligation to Lisa and that they can no longer do that party anymore, which is crazy. That is really crazy for somebody like that's what people like. That's like their bread and I mean, their catering service. How are they going to deny a job? I mean, maybe they have plenty. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, it's weird. And for them to also then throw out Lisa's name as well, like, it looks shady, Lisa. It looks shady. And for you to tell her not to claim her, like, who are you? Who are you to say that? It's weird. I don't like Lisa at all. I don't like her. I like her fast food choices, but I don't like her. Don't like her even one little bit, you guys. God, she annoyed me at the end of that so badly. And just like her overreaction, just like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then walking away, but then coming back. And it's just like, pick a lane, pick a lane. Which one are you going to be? Are you going to be here to defend yourself? or Are you going to play the victim? Pick a lane. That's all. You can be upset and still defend yourself if you want to. But then to like cry it out because you want people to sympathize, to be, to, you know, basically put pity on you and sympathy because now you're upset. No, no. Own up to what the fuck you did. Lisa's dirty. Lisa is dirty. I don't trust her friendship with Meredith. I feel like Meredith, like watch the fuck out. Cause I feel like Lisa is gonna, Lisa is weird. Lisa's weird. And her friendship with Jen blows my mind, blows my mind. Because, yeah, at the end of the last week's episode, also, like, she was over there, like, trying to coerce fucking Jen to go talk to her and telling Meredith, like, like, please, like, I love you, but, like, we just got to, like, we just, like, have to do this. Like, you just have to, like, explain yourself, like, concisely. And it's like, bitch, I, Meredith just did. Like, what are you talking about? She said it in the most calming way and the most, I mean, she said it very clear, very articulate. 
Like there was no misinterpretation of what her feelings were or why she was upset. There could not have been. So the fact that you want to tell her to tell Meredith to go back over there and explain yourself just a little bit better. No, no, go talk to your friend, Jen. It's wild. It's wild. Okay. So let's just get into this week's episode. Um, so we cut to first, um, the Shaw Chalet part do, um, and fucking coach Shaw's out there just shoveling away, shove, shove, shoveling away. And what was shocking to me is like, she's like, do you want like a coat? And he's like, well, I've been out here for six hours. Nobody, nobody brought me a coat then. So I'm good. <laughs> Unclear if he was being serious or passive aggressive. Like, <laughs> I don't know, but yikes. And then Lisa's talking to her husband about, or we cut to Lisa talking to her husband about like what had happened at casino night. And I could not even pay attention to like what they were saying for real. It sounds like her husband, I mean, from what I, what I did see, her husband just definitely just kind of shakes his head a lot and just like agrees with her, but he doesn't believe that she's right, you know, but I couldn't keep my eyes off of her sprayed tanned hands. They were truly the stuff of nightmares. Truly the stuff of nightmares. I just, I didn't know what was going on. If, if those hands were coming or going. <laughs> I, didn't know. I did not know. Oh my goodness. Uh, I, I literally just like wrote down at one point. Uh, well, Lisa, maybe be a good person. Don't try to sabotage or tell people not to be friends with her. Because she was talking about how, like, she just doesn't understand, like, why Whitney has, like, a problem with her. Well, hello. If somebody said that about you, and I don't understand her issue with fucking, with, um, with Whitney. I understand why Whitney has an issue with Lisa. Maybe that's why Lisa has a problem with her. Because she calls her on her bullshit. And is like, don't talk to me like that or don't act that way. And fucking Lisa loses her goddamn mind. It's wild. It is wild. And then Mary goes over to Whitney's house, which was kind of like shocking to me. I wasn't expecting that. Um, but then like, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Then Mary goes into this like story because one of Whitney's kids um, is like, oh, will you teach me how to bake sometime? And she's like, oh, not today. I'm really tired. And then she goes into like a crazy story about how, one of her parishioners had, you know, had an accident and they like, I don't know, like their car rolled or something like that. And Whitney's like, well, are they still alive? And she's like, nope. Like what? Like the, and the looks on her kids' faces as well as Mary is telling this story is shocking. And then she says, but I'm happy to be here. Also wear your seatbelts. Mary is crazy, you guys. I love <laughs> I love it, but also I'm just like, are you okay? Are you okay? Blink twice if you are being held against your will because, or being forced drugs, like something is happening. Like free Mary. Now that we have like, you know, we are on the right track to free Brittany. Can we free Mary? Please? <laughs> I think we need to save her next, you guys. Like the call's coming from inside the house. Oh my goodness. And I don't even know what it was. I think it may have been, I don't know who it was, but anyways, it's always shocking to me to like, see like what these ladies are wearing. And it's like straight snow outside, straight snow outside. There's no way I'd be wearing that in the snow. Those heels, dresses, like, no, 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 no. It's too cold. It's too cold. If you could get me out in it, too cold, too cold. I would be, you know, I would be so bundled up layers on layers on layers even if it's just a walk to the car like i don't give a shit i'd like to be warm thank you very much <laughs> oh my goodness but then we cut to jen and brooks and so they are meeting up for jen to apologize which like thank god Meredith did come with Brooks. And what I found was like, what kind of just like cracked me up is like, Brooks like basically told his mom, like, you know, like, listen, like, I think I got this. I think it'd be best if you maybe just like, you know, go sit somewhere else while we job. And you could see like the look on Meredith's face, like, well, why the fuck did I come then? It's like, yeah, why did you come? 
but thanks for being there. Um, what I found crazy in that conversation, though, is that Brooks really had to, like, break down to her why it was hurtful to him of, like, what she was doing. It's that, like, you have sons as well. Like, imagine if somebody was doing that to your kids and all you want to do is, like, protect them. So, like, it, it is, like, it is, like, really crazy to me that he, like, really had to, like, break it down. But at least she got it. Or at least she said that she got it. So, there's that. And I'm glad that she didn't, like, try to get, like, really, like, an apology from Brooks. Because he was just saying, like, he didn't want to see your vagina. Because he didn't. And you just embarrassed yourself by showing somebody your vagina. And they didn't want to see it. That's all. That's all. And that's on you. Like, it's fine. Just, like, relax. So at least that is, like, smoothed over for now. But who knows? Who knows how long that's going to last, everybody? Um... And then we are getting, um, the guys are having a guy's night out, which I loved you guys. I really like, they were funny together. I like them all. Like, hopefully we get more, uh, guys nights. Um, but I am, I, I like them just like, I, I love when the Jersey guys get together. Um, this is like kind of what that reminds me of, but like Seth is like the, he's the one that's getting everybody going. You know what I mean? Like he is like the party guy. He's a fun guy. I like Seth a lot. Um, definitely liking Seth a lot more than last season. And I don't know if maybe that's just because we're getting to like see him more or maybe like just because things with like his marriage are a lot better. I think it's a little bit of both, but, um, I also loved that in, um, Seth's confessional, he was wearing, it looked like a, like a, like a blazer or something like that, that, um, maybe Brooks designs that said Brooke or Brooks marks, Brooks, Brooke marks. God, it's hard to say. Um, <laughs> but he was wearing his line in there, and I just, like, loved that. I really did. Okay, and then also, I did not know that you could get a tequila old-fashioned, you guys. A tequila old-fashioned? Oh, my God. I would drink that up. I don't mind, like, an old-fashioned. I think it's kind of good. I just don't... Um, I can't do dark liquor. Like an old fashioned for me would be like, okay, I'm, I'm just like, you know, it's like a cold day. I'm not doing anything. Let me just have like a little, let me just like get like a little drink. Like, why not? Like read a book and, and drink or something. Yeah. Then I'm going to take one of those. But, you know, if I'm going out or something like that, hell to the gnaw. Hell to the gnaw. I cannot drink dark liquor at all. But if I could get a tequila old fashioned, oh my goodness, dreams come true. Dreams come true. It looked delicious um, and sounds great. So, but yeah, I really loved like the guys night. They were just like, uh, they were having a good time and I liked it. I know I was having a good time. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then, so um, then later then we cut to Jenny and Whitney and they're like meeting up and having like lunch together. And, you know, I'm really liking Jenny. Like she is, you know, even though she came in as a friend of Lisa's, I'm happy that she's trying to get to know everybody on her own in a sense and um, is and is, is quite the firecracker. Like she is, you know, happy to get in it, like regardless of being a new housewife or not. But I really liked her convo with Whitney. I just thought like it was just it was a nice like just conversation about like life and just like trying to like balance and. Um, which I can totally relate with right now. Um, and so maybe that's why I really enjoyed it. I don't know, but yeah. And then, um, during their conversation though, I mean, they kind of got into the whole Lisa of it all. And, um, Jenny was like talking about how, like how sweet and how nice like Lisa is and, you know, that she's like a good person, like, you know, so hopefully they can get like to like a good place. And all I can think though, is that like Jenny is like talking about like Lisa in her normal life, not reality show Lisa. Cause maybe like, maybe in like her real life, like she is like fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's a very nice person and very kind. But once she gets on this, like, reality show, like, something fucking changes, man. Like, she is losing it. She just becomes, like, super just, like, 
I, I don't know what it is. Like, she just thinks, like, her thoughts are, like, gold. And if you're not, like, with her, then you are against her. And it's just like, no, but people can have another opinion, and that's completely fine. Completely fine. Um, I'm really loving Meredith and Heather this year as well. I like their friendship also. I think it is very cute. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> um, and I love that, you know, like, Meredith's, like, trying to give her uh, – you know, like advice on like how to handle like her daughter, like going, Heather's daughter going to college. And they were talking about like, you know, talking about like sex with like your kids and stuff like that. And, you know, poor Heather, she's just like, I don't know like what to do. Like I was never taught this. And so I don't know how to like, you know, how to like talk to her about this stuff. And what I found crazy is that her first introduction to sex was that she um, like her friend, I guess, or something had like a pop-up book. It wasn't even people. Okay. It was chickens. All right. That when you pulled like the little cider, then you like saw the motion and I'm like, but that's chickens. That's unfortunate that that was like the first thing that you understood about sex was like chickens, like chickens having sex, not people, you know? I don't know. It is weird. I'm very intrigued, you guys, by like the Mormon um like culture. They're like how they deal with stuff. Um and it is wild. I don't know if anybody has ended up on like Mormon TikTok. You guys, wow, wow, wow. So, like, some good friends of mine had just, like, recently told me about what is called, it's called soaking, okay? Now, this is when they, you know, they want to have sex, but they can't until they're married. So, what they do is, is that the guy will just, you know, stick it in to the vagina if I need to be, if I need to be that graphic. I feel like stick it in is pretty straightforward, but regardless, he sticks it in, but then he just lays there, i.e., Soaking, soaking that D. Okay. <laughs> now, here is the crazy second parter to that. Okay. Now they can do that, or that's an option for them. Or what they also do, just because again, so then they aren't having sex, is then they will have a friend be, I guess they call him, I think it was called the Humper Jumper. And so then a friend or somebody will jump on the bed next to them. So then it will stimulate movement, but then nobody that is involved in the sticking in or being stuck into is actually doing any movement for it to be so-called quote-unquote sex. It is wild. Wild. I came across a TikTok the other day that was talking about how, um, or, you know, I think actually a friend of mine sent me this one also. I mean, we are all just like, wow, like we want to know as much as possible. But um, that uh, this like nurse was like saying basically like if she has to have another Mormon child come into like the um, into the ER with a bruised fucking navel because that's how they think babies are made. Like what? Like you are you guys are doing these children a disservice. A disservice. I mean, they are going to have sex eventually. It's going to happen eventually. So instead of putting so much like shame on it, tell them what is going on. That's fine if you all want to be, you know, still want to retain the abstinence till you're married. That's fine. You can put it, you can still put a good twist on it, you know what I mean? Or whatever, to just say, like, you know, still wait until you are married, but have it be an open conversation. So then these kids, when they do eventually have sex, aren't bonkers, uh, just anxiety written about sex and so fucking awkward about it. Anyways, I got off on a weird, weird tangent, you guys. I'm so sorry. I don't even know. (sighs) Oh yeah, that was right. I was talking about Heather's daughter. Oh my goodness. But (sighs) wild stuff, you guys. Wild stuff. But what I, um, to get back to, to get back to uh, Real Housewives, um, it's 
what I found like really interesting from that conversation was Heather was saying that she's scared that her daughter is not going to have sex before getting married. And she wants her to. Because she wants to make sure that it's somebody that she wants to be with. And, you know, like that is just like the, which I find just like so just like open and honest and just, ugh. But it's like, that's like, you know, the complete opposite side of like the, you know, when somebody's, you know, no longer in that church, you know, they go kind of the complete opposite side of the spectrum. And so, but I think that, you know, she just wants her to be safe, but also like enjoy your life and figure it out, figure out for yourself who it is that you want to be with, you know, for the rest of your life and do whatever you need to do to figure out, to figure out a way to make sure that you feel confident in that decision. So I don't know. I, I love Heather. I really like her a lot. I really, really do. I really like everybody a lot. If you guys haven't, couldn't tell. I mean, listen, I just love these shows so fucking much. Like as much as I may say that I hate somebody, listen, they're still doing their job. So I love them. <laughs> You're keeping me entertained. That's all. Okay. So after that, then we have the Whitney and Lisa meetup at the like gin bar kind of. It, oh, it was gin and pies, which I was like on board. What I loved about that spot was that with their pies, they were getting slices of cheddar cheese. Amazing. Amazing. I was like, give me a warm piece of that pecan pie and give me a wedge of that cheese. Stat. Sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. Lisa's just so weird. Like with Whitney, like it's so weird. And like at one point, like Lisa was just saying, like, I just feel like I might be getting like misinterpreted, like what I'm saying. Like I'm not being rude. It's just maybe getting misinterpreted. And it's like, no, Lisa, it's not getting misinterpreted. You're just saying rude things. You're saying mean things. It's not getting misinterpreted. Just watch what you say and how you say it. It's very simple. Yeah. So I, I, the, the, it seemed like they were able to end that on like a good note. I don't really have like a whole lot to say about their whole meetup. I found it kind of like, like whatever, because I feel like it's short lived to be very honest. And then I saw the preview and I was like, Ooh, that is super short lived. Um, because I don't know what happened in the preview, but like, looks like, uh, Lisa brought her somewhere that she knew that would piss off, um, Whitney and it sure did piss off Wendy or Wendy Whitney. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be a long lived situation. Just Lisa's doing too much. She just needs to like relax, relax. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much everything you guys. So like I said, I'm just going to just review those two. I, you know, I talked a little bit about real housewives. So there's that, but when I think the I think the reunion starts in a couple of days, so hope I'm gonna do my best to get this out by Thursday. Um, this episode that I'm recording right now, um, and then, um, and then maybe, um, you know, Sunday or something like that. I don't know. I might just tack, I might just tack Beverly Hills onto this episode. Cause of course I'm going to talk about it. You guys, how can I not talk about a reunion? Um, but yeah, so just be on the lookout for episodes, follow the IG page. Um, you'll be alerted that way about new episodes coming out, but also please just subscribe to however you are listening. Um, and then you'll also be alerted when a new episode comes out. So, um, yeah. So, um, IG page is give me more reality and, um, yeah. So I hope you guys are enjoying, um, the episode. Sorry that I had to take last week off, but it was just something I needed to just do for myself. And, um, but I hope everybody had a great week last week. I hope you all have a wonderful week this week and just thank you guys so much for listening. I so, so, so appreciate it. So this has been give me more reality. Thanks guys.